So hello, Diamond, Tony. Welcome to our fifth chain chat, actually. Suddenly, everyone's taking a bit of an interest, which I'm really excited about. Um, and what we do on chain chat is each guest leaves a question for the next guest, thus creating a chain. Um, so the last one was, it was quite easy. I don't think you've got to think about it too much. When did you first get into blockchain Web3? So for me, that was about a year ago because he onboarded me into this space. Yes, uh, I got into this space in 2019 uh, through my friend, Young Katan. Um, he basically onboarded me. I thought all of this was a, a, a big fad. And I was like, well, you know, who wants to do business on the blockchain? Who wants to do like, you know, NFTs and Web3 and stuff like that? You know, I always thought I was like, eh, we'll never get this big. But then I started seeing like, little things were happening. Like, you know, a lot of big tech companies were getting into the space, you know, making the space, you know, expand. I was like, okay, well, well Coca-Cola's getting in the space and, you know, and, and this person getting in the space, that's when a lot of brands started coming in too. And I was like, okay, well, now it's time to take this serious and, and really see where this thing go. Cool. All right. So is um, your interest uh, together or separate, personal or professional in blockchain? How, what is it that you're into together yeah we're together so we own an organization called nft clt uh, we're based out of charlotte and we have um basically monthly uh if not more often get togethers with the community but we also travel the world educating people on blockchain nfts web3 and i think what really makes us different or why people have been attracted to our organization is because we break it down very simply, right? Ultimately mass adoption and bringing more people on chain requires like connecting with people where they are, yeah. right? We can't expect everyone to like find us on Twitter. We have to go out in real life do the grassroots work, making it like the information accessible to people very clear, like, okay, what's your industry? Let me translate this for you in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, just, I think, being very inclusive like i think people use that word a lot but you come to our event you will truly see every race a beautiful mix of um, yep. gender a nice balance of men and women you'll see kids running around you'll see young adults you know making that transition from childhood to you know a professional life navigating their way through blockchain so i think that's something that's just really unique about our community mm -hmm. tell me more than about your community about your specific project yeah, so I mean, the the project is building a community in the city of Charlotte, and then we started expanding to other cities. So we have a sister city um, that was brought up by our friend Lionel uh, in Phoenix, Phoenix NFT. Phoenix NFT. Um, we're going to be out in Atlanta uh, next week. We mm -hmm. do some work out there. We're in Cincinnati for Midwest Con. So we really support um, other organizations in addition to our own building community and bringing accessible education to the masses. Okay, so the main the main theme is the education side of things. Yes. Yeah, Activa I like to call it activation because I want you or I want the people who come to walk away, yes, learning a little bit more, but it's like drinking from a fire hose. We all know when you get in this space, like you could go down the rabbit hole, right? And there's so much misinformation out there. So you never know like who's actually in the space or actually building or actually working because Everybody will, will try to throw you off because, you know, it's the Wild Wild West right now. So everything's new and new technology is merging 
really got to be be careful. So we just try to be that resource for people. So, yeah, we want them to walk away with, you know, a nice understanding of where we're going with blockchain, why it's relevant, and then walk away with some resources. Right. We go to all the major conferences. We're friends. We have a very strong network with the builders of this space. So being able to bring resources that are trusted, I think is very important for building a safe community for onboarding. And then we want people to walk away inspired. That's why, you know, I like to say activation. We activate people, we activate cities to participate in the blockchain ecosystems. That's nice. And then do you have NFT artwork or a different kind of NFT? We do. We we have been experimenting with like launching our own version of Poaps, right? Um, for events where people could collect. Last night at our event, we have a whole DAP up now where you could go connect your wallet. That's being integrated to a new website we have rolling out soon. So yeah, we've been building steadily. But one thing that I we talk about a lot is that like people will jump into this space and want to launch an NFT, mm-hmm. but your existing community doesn't have wallets set up, like doesn't really know mm-hmm. what this is. So yeah. they're kind of falling behind and when you're trying to be progressive. So we really spent, it's almost been about a year since we started. We're coming up on the anniversary in November. One year anniversary. Education, activating, <laughs> set wallets, encouraging people to do your own research. Mm-hmm. And it's not so recently that we're rolling out a more robust membership, NFT membership program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting what you said. It's um, one of the recurring themes actually in these chats is like people have a project and they want to push it out there, but like you have the vehicle, but the infrastructure is not there. The roads aren't built. People don't know how to how to accept it. Yeah, cool. Um, what have been your uh, challenges to doing more? Um, one big challenge is it's so much misinformation out there that what you know now in six months you won't know then. Uh, you know, so everything changes so much in this industry that you got to learn how to adapt on the fly because everybody's entry point in, in, into this industry or into this space is different. You might have people who are artists that want to launch their artwork. You might have people who want to be a collector. You might have people who want to be a part of a project. You might have people who just want to be a part of coding and get a job of what three. So it's, it's, it's gotten to the point where, like, you know, uh, when we started this back in November, it was all about PFPs. You know, oh, wow, you know, what project to get into? So everything changes, you know, now to the, to, to that point, because now it's like, OK, you know, how do do we adapt on education and onboarding and how does it how does the community benefit from that? And I think another big challenge is just scaling. Like we travel so much helping other cities and our, our friends in this space um, throw on events that help activate their community is that. In our own community, it can, it's just bandwidth, right? It can be difficult. You can't be in two places at once. So um, I think, you know, as we look at it expanding, it's really bringing on just more re- resources and people who are passionate. That's why we do have a sister city, right? You know, we have friends that we inspire. They, we supported them, you know, for their launch and they're running off with it. And we would love to do kind of more of that um, to help. Uh, edu- the activation absolutely spread. like an educational resource that's what we are mm-hmm. yeah good um i was going to ask how do you broach the topic of diversity then i mean you did say that at your meetings you see you know a wide diverse range of people so do you think it's an issue in the space i think if you're not conscious about who you're bringing in yeah it can be an issue like we when we have panels or when we have guest speakers, we very much intentionally 
curate who's speaking and we make sure they're not only different race, genders, but they're coming from different industries. Like last night we had social influencers, musician, IP lawyer, <laughs> like just this wide range of folks in conversation together on a panel. Um, and I think that's a, something that can be missing depending on the project or depending on the community and the NFT space is like people are already comfortable with their friends, like who they know, whether it's on the investment side, the wall street side, or, you know, just establish the friends that they've made online, right. Around a certain art or whatnot. We don't realize sometimes we have unconscious biases that we end up creating environments that aren't diverse without saying it. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm biracial, Tony has a mix of heritage. It's kind of just in our blood to make sure that everyone is included. Nice. Good, good. Any projects or, uh, well, yeah, any projects that you think are ones to watch? Anything uh, that you're like, yeah. oh, I like that idea? Ugly Saga. Ugly Saga and Feature Die IO. Ugly Saga, did you say? Yes. Huxley, yeah. Well, it's called Huxley Saga on, on Twitter, but yeah, Huxley is, is a good one. It's established by um, uh, one of the, the co-creators, uh, well, uh, illustrators or whatever, a graphic creator, um, Ben Morrow from Microsoft and um, Halo. Halo. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, basically a super, well, super um, uh, sci-fi kind of, kind of, you know, nucleus of mixed with comic books and also with robots, human, noids. It's, 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 I would say it's like the, the new, the next iteration of Star Wars, right? Yes, really, let's go, let's go right there. <laughs> um, but great, you know, when we think about projects that are going to make it and last is people who have strong IP, strong story IP, yeah. right? That is, I think, necessity. And then he mentioned feature IO. Feature is actually the hardware, blockchain hardware. That makes me so excited because I come from manufacturing hardware. Um, that will exclusively have blockchain created content on that platform. So similar to an Apple TV or whatnot, um, that excites me. There's a few other, I think Cryptoys is going to do really well. They're built on Flow. They just announced a partnership with Mattel. They're based out of Charlotte where we're at as well. Um, Black is Beautiful, House of First, beautiful collection. Yes. House of First is always like, bringing artists from web two to web three and um, really supporting them and making sure that they're exposed to a safe web three community. So and, uh, and also 10% back to HBCUs too, to help out, uh, you know, whatever community um, things they're trying to do, uh, put a lot of community projects in the area, as well as um, a lot of the stuff that they can vote on to actually help uh, facilitate that as well. Mm, cool. Sounds really good. What do you wish you, I know the first one I was going to ask you is what is your background? What, before you got into all of this, what were you doing? Yeah, I mean, I was, um, I studied mechanical engineering at USC in LA. And then I started my career at Microsoft um, and Jewel, where I was doing like global supply um, and strategic sourcing. So going overseas, managing those business relationships, being in the factories, right? Negotiating costs, um, negotiating the manufacturing processes, working with the engineers. It was really cool. I was building awesome products. I built, helped build the surface. I helped build Jewel devices, manage many commodities for them. Um, so I've always had experience in tech. Even my first internship was at B-Center Data Center. So when we start talking about the centralized networks, it, it's just so tangible to me because I've been in a centralized network where all of the visa processing happens, you know, in the world. So 
yeah, it was um, kind of honestly a natural progression or transition into Web3 for me. Me, um, I did a bunch of things. Um, I'm just the type of person that, you know, I always want to learn more and I always want to try to learn how to do a lot of things. Um, I'm a former chef as well. I'm, I'm a former welder, you know, but also I did concerts. I did tours. I did after parties. Um, you know, I was on tour with Chris Brown before, so I've done a lot of things. So, you know, it's, it's me. I'm always like, I'm just, I'm a Gemini. So it's like, I'm always up in the crowd. So I, I got to do more, more things. I feel like, you know, we should, when we can never be boxed in, we can never be labeled as something. Mm-hmm. Always things because you only get one life on this earth. So why try to just be one, you know, one trick pony. So, yeah, I sometimes like the analogy that, um, one of my first colleagues give, which is sometimes it's nice to have like horizontal goals rather than vertical. Oh, and you yeah. get to sample a bit more of the world. Um, what was the next one? What do you wish you'd known sooner? Oh, uh, I wish that I was who I am now then when I was younger, <laughs> because it's, it's now I have a clear vision of what I want and how to attain it before mm-hmm. it's, you know, it goes back to what I what we were just saying previously is we're always trying to do something and attempt to do something. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you always do it because of the capitalism society of, I have to do it because I need money. You know, now is I do it because I love to do. Mm-hmm. I want to do it with purpose in life. So this is the difference between now and then. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I love my journey because I'm still young. I'm only 26. Like, I really feel like I've had a, a, a beautiful um, set of experiences in a short amount of time. But becoming a full-time entrepreneur, I wish I just would have had more, like, um, confidence and like being able to step out and do something on my own without the safety net of I'm a big institution <laughs> speaking is different than running a business right you yes. know when you become an entrepreneur you're wearing so many hats i i used to not wear hats i wear them all the time because i don't even have time to do my hair do anything so um i i honestly though wish i would have been inspired to go the entrepreneurship route a little bit not sooner. Like I said, I think timing with COVID kind of have been perfect. But um, yeah, I just think for so long, it was like, get a good job with a good corporation and stressing myself over that when life has so much more to offer. Hmm. Ah, Nice. Nice answer. All right. Um, Any predictions for the future? Speaking. Uh yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and say it. I'm gonna go see it. Well, I'll go predictions, general predictions, and you can talk about what we're going in the future. I think okay. he wants he wants to spill the beans on what we're working on, but mm-hmm. um, I think in the future everyone's gonna have their own social token. Uh, this, this is kind of what our event was about last night. You know, a year ago we were talking PFPs. Today we're talking about social tokens and what it looked like for creators of any kind or people who have a talent. You know, there's platforms where you basically have your resume on chain and people can, you know, the same way LinkedIn, you kind of like upvote or endorse, you're doing that with crypto. So I think that's going to be a massive like revolution just in terms of like Mm -hmm. money and use of blockchain for the average day person. Um, And then I think hardware, I think that that's my kind of second big, I feel like we will see so much more blockchain hardware become mainstream, whether that's phones, streaming devices, wearables. I think wearables always have a challenge, right? Uh, you know, if it if it doesn't look cool, if it's too clunky, it's not going to work. But hopefully as um, 
technology is progressing, we're getting thinner displays and all sorts of things, we'll actually be able to realize some really cool hardware that interplays like that AR with the real world um, seamlessly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this this space is not what we thought it would, would be. I, I mean, it's not like, oh, this metaverse that you just put the eyes on and go out. You, you know, you don't have to live a, a real life. But um, I look at it, it's going to be so many, like, different places for, and avenues for people to go to. And, like, you know, you're going to have a niche for everybody. It's going to be like, it's, it's all about community. That's what's going to be the future of, of, of this space. So all, all of this is going to be about community and what community suits you and how you can basically navigate through that community. Oh, yeah. And and everybody's going to have to understand that, you know, just like she said, you know, she's from hardware. You know, a lot of these devices are going to be start coming out. And you're going to see a lot of, you know, major companies, you know, starting to drop off and die, you know, die like flies that, that don't have a Web3 integration. I don't understand about what this this technology can do because you know this is the new the new age. I mean, we're we're in the dot com era of 1999. That everything is going to be changing in the next 10 years. It's going to actually be a whole new world where you're going to see whole new displays. Supply know, chains so will be chains you know captured. Be, on, I think yeah, and yeah. we didn't even talk about you talked about communities DAOs. Yeah, DAOs are really going to change the way that we yep. collaborate as communities and govern and create real yeah. change. So I mean, I think the voting system, even the voting system, how to vote presidents and in in, in election, that's going to be different. That's going to be transparent because people believe the voting process in America doesn't really benefit the the American people. So a lot of that stuff is gonna be transparent. And then I like, as for us, you know, with the tour, we do. Oh, did I say tour? Oh, okay, but <laughs> we. we <all> <laughs> that wasn't on purpose at all was it <laughs> <laughs> but um we're going to be uh onboarding and educating uh, a lot of the collegiate and our uh, youth and um you know helping them integrate into you know what this space can do and basically helping just be a, be a resource to, on their journey and and you know trying to find out exactly what it, where, where they where the niche is in this technology mm-hmm. okay diamond a quick question to you then with your background it's like my own curiosity to do with hardware and software so if I have a, an iPhone, uh, yeah. it won't be as simple as I can download something. Imagine an app um, that is built on blockchain. I would need the piece of hardware as well to be able to use that technology. Or do you that, think there's software that's integratable? I don't know. Yeah. Like no. I'm not at all, so... Yeah, not necessarily, right? We have apps, right? We have wallets that connect to decentralized internet, MetaMask, you can connect mm-hmm. to a decentralized browser. Apple has really beautiful, robust hardware um, that kind of seamlessly integrates. The problem is you have a third party there, right? So ultimately, right. Apple decides what apps make the store. And so if you create a D app that doesn't align with them or what they feel like is necessary or what they want, their brand wants to support, then you won't get your, you know, app on the store. And then in that, you're going to need, you know, an alternative. So that's where I think, you know, Apple is a huge company. They really do own most of the market when you think about mobile devices. Um, So it'll be interesting to see, do they shift gears, you Mm -hmm. know, to have, because like right now, you know, an Apple iPhone, your cat, your Apple Pay, I don't believe has crypto on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and most point of sales aren't accepting crypto, right? So either they're going to figure that out quickly and on board or some other person will come yeah. in. Or they'll go but- the way BlackBerry did. No, <laughs> Siva. 
either compete or or be absolute. Right. That is interesting. It's just a you know as I as I speak to people, I'm always like, hmm, that begs the question. Obviously, mine's a bit more well on the non-tech side of things, so it's it's interesting to know. All right. Well, I think unless you have anything else you want to share, I know somebody seems excited to share something, but if not, <laughs> then um, oh. yeah. I want everyone to know that, you know, don't fear change and, and don't fear the unknown. The unknown uh, sparks a lot of, you know, innovative ideas. Mm-hmm. And we have from the unknown to on up to advance the, you know, the human race or just advance our, our knowledge to help out the next generation. So everything that, that we fear, you know, change is good, but don't ever fear the unknown, you mm-hmm. know, like you know, we conquered the moon. And that was unknown, but did we fear it? No, we got that. And and you know, we you know, the Lewis and Clark was unknown. You know, so it's it's a lot of unknown in, in this life. But don't fear, just just embrace it and, and have innovative ideas and have fun. Cool, thank you. And um, then in that case, I'm going to ask you to think of a question for our next chain chatter. I got one. I got one. Okay, go for it. So, question is. What do you care about? What do you want blockchain to be a solution for? Love it. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Lovely to meet you both. I'll be following you closely on social media, uh, seeing what you're up to. Um, and I will be in touch soon. Cool. Peace. Have a good rest of your day. Thank Bye. you. You too. Bye-bye.